Mrs. Ryan. Hello, hello, hello. Hello, everyone. Hello. Welcome back. How you doing? Going. Yeah. Plugging along, man. I know. I saw you wobble. That's all right. You've got such a good attitude on you. And we've got such a fantastic energy in I the know. place today with Mr. Sean Lindauer and Fajita, as a matter of fact. I don't even know if we've had... Um, mentioned that I, I didn't think about it. it's sort of the hannah it's magnus's hannah like oh i didn't even think about that of course yeah, of course <laughs> yes i think about that stuff i just see people well it's like i come along with you like most people know that i'm gonna be around oh i think i come along with you for most people Aww. uh hello everybody today is thursday august 23rd 2018 my name is jay ryan this is nicole ryan we are the ryans and this is it's tonight's show hello like I said, Sean Lindauer is here today, which is awesome because his energy is crazy. Uh, we only met this guy recently. He feels like an old friend already, and we just stand for a lot of the same stuff. So I'm kind of excited. We I barely know him. Talking to him is like talking to like another version of you. It's the coolest. Oh, wow. Well, I, I take that as a compliment considering my opinion of this guy. Um, but what it always seems to happen when you get going with somebody and blah, 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 blah. 20 minutes later, we're burning through amazing stuff. So I hope yeah. we remember to talk about at least a few of those items. Core items. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Before we get to everything else, um, I wouldn't say I have an update on Late Show 25, but I just want to remind everyone about it. Uh, for August 30th, I will be telling a story on this show that uh, is the other side of this. Roll it, Hal. <laughs> Once you get her started, by oh, God, you no just, there's no stopping her. I've noticed two problems with the new set. What? Well, one, uh, this microphone is higher than it needs to be. Now, what's that about? Well, it's because the other microphone, the one that's been on the desk for two and a half years here and uh, 13 and a half years at NBC, last night that was stolen. Uh, you're kidding. Now, that was stolen. So... So we had to replace it with this other uh, new, and it occurs to me that we stole that microphone from NBC. So, you know, and the other thing is there's no window here now, so when I do this, what do we get? See? We, we used to have some kind of satisfying sound effect that, I don't know. Some things to work out. We'll have some meetings and we'll take care of those. So, uh... We have not heard anything uh, as far as our reach out to David Letterman's people to get him here to tell the story. Right. But as we discussed, we're telling the story regardless. We don't need Dave here. It was a nice thing because we have the actual microphone, so we wanted to give it back to him, etc. As far as the telling of the story, etc., and the announcement and all the stuff... It's there's no hinging of having Dave here right. for it. Nothing Not will change. It. Yeah, it's important to say that because people, everyone's been. Yeah. Well, what if you don't get to? What if you don't get? That was more of a respect um, honoring. Something was stolen from the man. It seemed it, it, we found out that it seems important to him, or it was at one time. Blah blah blah. Uh, so it was a matter of respect and more of a courtesy thing. What we're doing doesn't change either way. So right. don't worry about that. We'll see you on August thirtieth with a story that's going to kick you right in the pants. Um, it's good. It's good. I mean, I'm, uh, yeah, whatever. It's good. Uh, so we'll see you August 30th for that. We're going to try to get some late show people in here next week. There are a few people we have reached out to, and there's a few more people I'm going to reach out to. I don't have any expectations because I feel like this is sort of old news. And from what we've seen so far is nobody really cares. Uh, it's only people like me who really, you know, get it. 
Um, but I have a feeling that Dave will care, et cetera. So that's why we're doing it all. That's, yeah. that's the backstory for, for everybody else. So what's the your motivation for why this is all the happening? Goodness behind the real story. And I love that we get to tell it. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's a really nice way to put it. Thank you. Uh, so that's that. Late Show 25 next week, August 30th. Uh, in the meantime, Mrs. Ryan, today is August 23rd, okay. which is one day before August 24th. 24th happens to be Steve Kaz of East Coast Feed's birthday, Happy and that's always a big deal. Birthday. His birthday month is always a big deal. It's, he, he, you can see he makes things a big deal, and that's why he's so awesome. Uh, but we have a couple East Coast feeds from him. Okay, good. Yeah. All Birthday right, feeds. Let's do it. <laughs> one, uh, this, uh, one we've actually got from today that was from this morning. It's almost live. Uh, and then this one, I believe, is from yesterday. So okay. yesterday, uh, Steve Kaz, East Coast feed. Checking in. Here he is. Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan, Steve Kaz here with the East Coast feed. Coming live with Coraline. Say hi to Jay. Hi, Jay. Uh, say hi, Nicole. Hi, Nicole. Can you say East Coast feed? Pete. There we go. That's how we do it. We're here in Central Park. Pete. East Coast Speed. We're watching a little softball here in Central Park on a random weekday. Me and the monkey just hanging out. Want to give you guys some love from NYC. And she's got a zebra. If you guys haven't noticed, there's a zebra. Yes, monkey. I know. Zebra's cute. Did you just have a pretzel? A New York City pretzel? Okay. You want to say bye-bye? Can you say bye-bye? Where'd you go? Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. She no words. Cutest. No words. No words for that no. one. I have no. Right? All right. Nothing clear. Let's check in with the birthday boy. It's his birthday weekend. Roll it, Hal. Mr. Ryan, Mrs. Ryan, oh, geez, Steve Cassie with the East Coast Feed coming live with Cora. Coming back. Roll it, Hal. Steve Cass coming to you live from Club Suzette on the birthday weekend. We're here in West Palm Beach taking the pool, taking the jacuzzi. I love you guys, Mr. and Mrs. Ryan. I'm going to bring you back to Uncle Mike, who's right here in the house. What's Yo. up, Uncle Mike? Hey, hey. Ryan, what's up, Ryan? There we go. Show me your Black I Panther. I love the Ryan. Show Yo. your, and your drink. Show me Black Panther. Oh, a Black Not Panther. Not your shirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has a new bobblehead right there. There we go. The man right here. You know, we in the house. <laughs> Uncle George came through. We got people coming tomorrow night. It's going to be a good night. I love you guys. want to say some love from Flo Rida today. FY, he's supposed to be signing out. Oh, that guy. I, I, I don't have words. I just have such delight in me. I wish we had love. a studio audience for the applause and everything right now because it was so good. I love that guy. Yeah. What and a good spirit. Is that Michael, Michael behind him? That's Uncle Mike. Uncle That's Mike. Uncle Mike. Hi. Yeah. You see Michael James all the time on the social. Yeah. Follow Michael James. Or he's Doctor Who MJ on um, oh, Instagram. Oh, that guy. Yeah, Doctor Who as in like the telephone booth and the London, the gotcha. time traveler. Uh, Universal do-gooder. And, um, and MJ for... Michael James. He wrote me such a nice note on Facebook after you watched one of our episodes. I didn't realize he was going to be on one. So. Well, let's just talk about him for a second. He's what I like to call a real life superhero. Cool. He's one of those people who is just um, glowing with love and light and positivity and whatever you want to call uh, other words for love. And he is just putting it out there. It, what he does for a living, actually, is he's a uh, like a life coach type person really? now. Yeah. Yeah, and in, in cool. fact, that was not what he ever intended to do, but because of his personality, it, was, it just all sort of happened. He was drawn to it. 
and they have a beautiful home down. You see that Club Suzette is their house down in uh, in uh, Florida someplace. So it's very cool. I know West he Palm goes Beach down. I know Palm Cass Beach, goes down like there that. to visit, and I just I've heard so many nice things. And Cass and that tan and love to Susan, who his wife, who was not in that oh, picture. It was just their anniversary recently as well. Happy anniversary. A very long one. I can't remember what it was. But uh, awesome people, awesome people. It's a nice theme we've got going on here today. Feeling good about it, Mrs. Ryan. Same. Yeah? Yeah, I like nice people. <laughs> it's new in my world. Everyone knows that. Thanks for being nice. <laughs> That's not true. You were always around nice people, too. It's just uh, your whole world was different, right? And the motivations and agenda, world. everything was different for everything people. Everything was different. That's all. Yeah. That's the right answer. But there's still some awesome people. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. I didn't want anyone else to take it, though. It's not like Can that. I ask you a question? Mm-hmm. What's going on, Mrs. Ryan? Matches my shirt. <laughs> Thank you, Dwight and Carpe Gear. Oh, Dwight. I do like it. It looks like the blimp shirt. Um, what's going on? <laughs> the blimp, the Goodyear blimp. Yeah, I get right? it. It looks okay. like the Goodyear logo, probably. Yeah. Less of the blimp, hopefully. <laughs> oh, for sure. Not. Sorry. Apparently, I'm off today. No, you're awesome. Um, there's a new trial that's going to use psilocybin, that, which is the, what makes mushrooms magical, but it's natural. Mm-hmm. But they're doing it in, for the first time in oh. combination with psychological therapy. Okay, give it to me one more time. I got, I got that they're doing a new thing, but is it synthetic? No. Okay, so it's the actual mushroom. It's a nat- still a natural product. Okay, yeah, they're great. just combining it with talk therapy, which is great because it, it goes to a lot that we've talked about of like lifetime thought processes. If I may go back to the 60s, what it sounds to me is like, oh, having a good guide. I've never taken acid. I don't actually know what that's like. I've kind of always, I was always afraid of it when I was a kid because of the whole lack of control, but I also didn't understand the world and the universe at that point, so I... <laughs> I was holding on pretty tight. Right. Um, but once you let go uh, of knowing and all that stuff, um, I've, I've been incredibly fascinated. And then there's that Mad Men episode where he smokes a cigarette. <laughs> great episode. <laughs> um, it was one of the funniest things. And we were like, maybe it's really funny. This sounds really interesting, but back in the old days, it was, oh, a good trip and a bad trip. Basically, the division line was having a good guide or not. I mean, having a bad guide or just no one. Yeah. And it sounds like, oh... Take your trip, have a talk therapy, a good guide, have you, you know... Work your shit out. That's what it sounds like. I don't, I don't know. Maybe like. that's something. Maybe that makes sense. I think this is really cool because what they're going... This is an extrapolation off an old study where, like, depression and anxiety were lessened with mm. the use of psilocybin. Okay. But the study sample was really small, so they're broadening it out and using lifetime feedback, which... Interesting. Great job. Interesting. For, r- the brain is so difficult to get a handle on in terms of like motivations and intentions and what people really think and what they really want and blah, it, blah, blah. It's kind of like the internet these days also in yes. that it's never the same. What If you go to access one that's that drawer in your brain right now, it's got all that stuff in it. Close it, come back to that same drawer in 15 minutes. It's going to have different crap in it. Most of the same stuff, but there's going to be different crap. It can never be a file system like we all thought it could. It's yeah. always going to be uh, wet matter. <laughs> it's going to be goo. Totally. And it's a little messy. So this seems neat. I think I think that's really cool. Where did you find that? Where was that reported? Because that seems like maybe not mainstream newsy type stuff. It was not. It was like, like in one of my. Something? No, it was like in one of my science magazines. Okay, cool. So really cool. I'll, I, I'll, I'll keep following it and let everybody know because I'm fascinated by that. And Please. I just love that that's happening. Um, I would say, if anything, it seems like the right track 
like, oh, I, that's something I believe that we might be on the right track. I feel like that could actually lead to some that's benefits. That's why I wanted to talk to you about benefits. it because it seems not it Band-Aid benefits like we have a habit of doing. We as people. Totally. This is just actual work to clear shit out and to function better, it sounds like. so. You know me. Whenever, it, when someone, I, name a problem. Somebody comes back with, oh, X, blah, blah. I'm like, right, but that's not the problem. And you got to go down so many other, or maybe some up, whatever, to other layers to get to where the actual problem is that will all of a sudden solve this and every other problem along the same plane. Yeah. It's all rooted in the same issue. Na you nailed it. I was going to get to what I call root problems. And maybe that's a term already. I don't know. But yeah. this seems to be like, oh, a root problem. So good for you. Thanks. <laughs> well, in a similar-ish, I went to... Let's all take acid and work our shit out. I'm, I'm fully in support of that. <laughs> I think it's a way to go. Um, but similarly, they a new micro... It's not new. So I sorry for that word, but a microorgan they're calling it was found in the in the immune system. Okay, that there is a ton of scientific jargon that seems nonsensical, but what it, it's from Australia. So hi guys, <laughs> um, but it sounds like, and I think you've seen them the waterbed that I had when I was younger, the tubes that are in it, versus just like a two one big reservoir of water. Yeah, I understand. They're doing different imaging. Compartmentalization, basically. Yeah. Like the Titanic. And they found it through different kinds of imaging. Like, basically, they were able to create 3D movies versus, like, static 2D images. Okay. And so the movement is what they found. And they realized there's this organ that's in the immune system that basically is a memory of every time you've gotten sick and everything you did, to your body did to cure it. So it's like. There's a finding. data log somewhere in there. Yeah. So Yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all, right? It doesn't surprise me listening to you, but it helps me go, I can fix this. This has probably happened before. This is why it, there's information. The resources. I'm going to say, correct. Thanks. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm fixing myself with my microorgan. And your neuroplasty and everything else you're doing and your willingness and your awareness and your desire. And I believe all of those. Attitude. Look, call me whatever you want. I believe all of those things are exactly what's helping you. I agree, and I struggle with all of them, and so it's like I w I, I have to accept it and be nice. Um, <laughs> I'm working on it. So production. Okay, my next ones are more entertainment based because I was caught up in those too because I love it still. Okay. Um, production is shut down on Oahu on the reboots of Magnum PI and Hawaii Five-O. I'm guessing for the hurricane, right? Yeah. Yeah, so all of our friends in Kauai also are starting to hunker down as it's starting to get close. Um, they have a watch in effect that's lesser level than, like uh, uh, there's hurricane and then something else. And I forget which. Tropical storm? No, it's another H word and I'm blanking on it literally right now. And there are different variables of hurricane too. Yeah, right? okay. and yeah, so. Well, her, whatever the hurricane lane, right? right or whatever mm -hmm. the storm lane, I believe is the storm. Um, yeah. Apparently, trajectory-wise and strength-wise, they're saying, "Oh, there hasn't been anything like this." They're they're using the word uh, since Hurricane Aniki. For those who don't know, we used to go to Kauai a lot, multiple times a year, um, for many years. We have a lot of friends there. It's our home away from home, etc. Um, so we know a lot about it, not just from Jurassic Park, which is what most people know, yeah. or Descendants, or anything else. Uh, Hurricane Aniki is 
the hurricane you see in Jurassic Park, when you see the water coming over the breakwaters and the storm clouds and all that stuff, that is actually the beginning of the actual Hurricane Aniki that took place while they were shooting that movie there. This is interesting to me because the first time when I was way too young to go to Letterman, my aunt, my aunt knew Paul Shaver, and yeah. we went to a taping, and Jeff Goldblum was the guest and told this story yeah. of uh, blah, blah, blah. This I was shooting this movie about dinosaurs. We're all like, whatever. Don't care. Yeah, <laughs> but a storm, and we got stranded, and we had to, the whole thing. Um, so it's a big deal. The storm uh, wiped out, I believe, 80% of the structures on the entire island. 80%. Um, I mean, I know we've seen things like that in Puerto Rico lately, so... I guess that's what we're saying. It's that it's that magnitude, or it has the potential to be that magnitude. And um, and uh, gosh, we love everybody there. We love all so of our much Ohana. So loved it, all you guys and all the production people, because it seems like you s- always coming from this business, you think you're prepared for everything. And I oh, feel like that's, that's one of those situations that you really don't necessarily know. That's where you think Teamsters are tough until yeah. you go meet a Hawaiian Teamster. Yeah, different. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. <laughs> Um, yeah, they've seen it all and they know how to deal with it. Um, so anyway, aloha, nui loa. We love you and um, stay safe. Sorry, sorry to make that about that on that one, but uh, I have it's been on my mind it. a lot all week actually. I had a note about it, and I used to work work with Jay Hernandez, who's the new Magnum PI guy. So, oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he was for doing Hostel. Yeah, when I when he did that movie. Oh, I knew you worked with him. I didn't realize he was Magnum. Oh yeah, he's new, the new Magnum, the ex Navy guy, new tape, take on Tom Selleck, I guess. So. Heads up, Aloha. And the last one? Or uh, is it you? I'm sorry. I no. Thought it was t- <laughs> and finally? <laughs> I heard it. I didn't mean it that way. Um, th- I'll combine them. Hugh Laurie but was cast in a new HBO comedy from one of the Veep co-creators, which is called Avenue 5, which is set in the future and mostly in space, which I'm stoked about. Here's the deal. He was great in one of my all-time favorite movies. And I, I say this because people hate this movie, and it's one of my all-time favorite movies. I, in fact, think it's one of the best, most important movies of the of the of this current like this type of movie generation tomorrowland brad bird tomorrowland i always forget he's in that he's, he's so bad great guy in it. In yeah it. he is great in it but he's also kind of funny in his um he was so funny on house too i guess so maybe he's always kind of played he's funny. witty and acerbic and british and i think that all goes to make him quite amusing and entertaining yeah maybe that's it all right well i love him so i love we him we've seen his band uh or yes. him play live yeah, we actually brought Craig Robinson. That was a fun night. That was a long time ago. Jeez. That was a really fun night. He's got a band. He's a great musician. Don't mind me reminiscing. Uh, sure. And the last one, really quickly, is that Gary Shandling's journals and videos and shit are they're reopened his website. Judd and Bryce and oh, so that people friends. can look and access them. Yeah, they're the tag. The thing wow. that I think Judd said is that it's for it's out there for those who want to smile, as well as those who want to learn from Gary's journey. All I can say is thank you because that warms thank my you. heart. Yeah, that warms my heart. The meaning behind it and then actually doing it. Gary, yeah. yeah, Gary's one of those people, you know, for me, very, very special. I don't know what the connection is. I can't actually describe it, but um, I'm just saying that there is one and I feel it. That's Same, awesome. and this is the coolest news I think I read today and I added in last minute, so I'm not totally up to snuff on that one. No, I love it. Thank you for that. Thanks. And that's been What's Going On. Dun, 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 that's dun, on. Dun, 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 I like it. Sean was saying before, he's like, you know, if you had a production company come in here and then, you know, they worked yeah. out all the kinks and everything, he's like, mm, wouldn't really have part. the same, wouldn't really have the same ring to it. Uh, all right, Mrs. Ryan, I love you so much. Let's do a little break. And when we come back, Sean Lindauer, also known as Black Sean from YouTube, surprise, <laughs> surprise, who knew? 
Uh, we'll be in here, so cool. don't go anywhere. Actually, do go somewhere. Go get a drink. Go get a sandwich, whatever. We're just going to be uh, not sitting here, and you'll just listen to get music for three we'll minutes. <laughs> <laughs> but don't go anywhere for too long. We'll cool. be back. More to come. Sean Lindauer after this.
Yeah, that does make a difference. You good, man? Come on in. there and look at me.
and we're back Here with we Sean go. Lindauer. What's up, fella? What's up, bud? Welcome, welcome. <laughs> we have a very interesting friendship in that we've known each other for a couple of weeks. But uh, what did I can't remember? Did it start on social? And you were like, "Hey, what time do you go up there?" Kind of thing. Um, I had been up to Newcombs maybe on a Friday, um, possibly just on a Sunday even. Maybe there's a wax bug. And I seen your car because it's pretty memorable. <laughs> right. And I added you on Instagram and saw that you had posted like that you were doing um, the Breakfast Club. And I hit you up about it, and you didn't respond in time, so I missed it one Friday. Typical dick. Because I, well, I do I remember that. I think it goes into your other category yeah, at yeah, first. It's, it's fine, but I just you didn't want to drive up, and I wasn't sure the timing, you know, and because you show up at eleven, then everybody's gone already. Uh, so then, then you get a nice drive. You responded, out of it. and you're like, "Yo, it's at nine. And so then, gathered up some friends, and we rode up there. I just like to go up by myself, anyways. But now that I've been going up so often, every one of my buddies. Is trying to like tag along and drive their. You car. do. You do tend to always come up with yeah. someone else. No, it's fun. They like to do that. There was one day you came up with a couple different cars too. I mean, yeah, some days yeah. you'll just stack people in your own car, totally. including the dog. Yeah. So we should probably mention. Hello, this is Fajita. So we have Sean Lindauer and Fajita Lindauer <laughs> yeah. here. <laughs> Best um, dog. But we should probably say that Fajita is with you at all times. Yep. Whenever you come to Breakfast Club, whenever we go on a rally or a professor run or anything like that, this dog. Goes for the whole run, and he did 150 miles. With the the time we didn't do the whole thing with the professor run, he did the whole thing, and then they dran, uh, drove another 100 miles. Yeah. <laughs> so the dog's a better passenger than me for sure. Than most people. She never <laughs> complains, and she's only been car sick twice in her That's whole existence of being with me. And yeah, she's really good. That's awesome. She's adorable. Yeah, I could give a shout out to her sponsor. She got um, a free doggy seat that is actually really snug and tight, and it's. Pretty much, I've, I on Amazon, I went on there and looked for dog seats, and I ordered, uh, I even ordered two different ones, and then I used them, and they're just floppy, and they don't really stay in shape, and they weren't that great, because I was just trying to keep her safe and save my leather seats. Right. These are probably, <laughs> like, for minivans or whatever, right? Sure. Just to have a seat for the yeah. dog in the car, not and, th no bolster support. And so I went on her Instagram, and uh, a brand had offered her a free seat, and it was called Pup Saver, and it's, it looks like a race car seat. And it's, uh, it's different. It's, it's not super just different. like a no. It's pad. more or less a dog bed that has a back to it. Hey, get over here. <laughs> and she can like get in a circle and be really tight in it, so that when I'm ripping around nice. corners and doing all that, she stuff, can find. She can always find a place. She can, uh, curl up. She can curl up. This is the get right. comfy. But you don't. That's pretty. Fu oh shit! Try to turn the light on. Smoked it out. You like bubbles, Fajita? Oh, oh my god, I bet that would be fun. Oh my god. <laughs> oh no, what the smoke machine oh, yeah. got activated. I pushed the <laughs> light put a light on for this so we could see the dog. Now there's bubbles. I was curious if the dog would like bubbles. But anyway, so the seat's been a, oh wow, check that out. <laughs> the seat's been a lifesaver and like the difference between being able to take her on these rides and not because I think everybody that sees her whenever I go to any of these rides is like, my dog can't. It's flying back and forth inside the cabin. And how come yours arrives cool, calm, collected, yeah. and just totally chill, not blowing chunks? No, she's the best. Great roll dog. All right, so you got a mascot with you at all times. Of course. All right, so that's how you eventually got to Breakfast Club. So then you started hanging out, and you always kind of did your own thing. And I was like, this guy's so easy. He's cool. He's chill. He's, he's a stand-up guy. He shows up when he says he's going to, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, 
and and one thing led to another. You said, "Oh, the show's been good, whatever." And I'm like, "Oh, thanks." You know, here another. And I was like, "You know, you should. I love it. You're creative. Like, why don't you come to?" You're like, "Oh, okay, yeah, I'd be into that." And then you're like, "Here, here's my channel, my old channel. <laughs> you have your own YouTube channel with like tons of hits, he tons came of to followers." Me, like, He's like, he didn't even send it to me. He agreed to do the show. He's like, "Yeah, sure, I'll go." I had no idea, and I had no idea. I don't. I barely know you. Hi, <laughs> um, but you're such a cool dude. Thanks. I'm so really appreciative that. of your no, participation yeah. in our life and that but you, group. You told me you owned a tattoo shop, but you have a whole YouTube channel. Basically, it's 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 just you blogging, really. Sure. But um, also, you cover like some of the tattoos you do and mm -hmm. some of the stuff you do on celebrities, and you have this whole world that you're not just walking around being like, "Hey, I'm that guy." Just so you know, I'm that guy. And that to me makes you very cool. No, that's boring, and that's one of that. the reasons that we're drawn yeah. to you and why you're sitting here. But you are really interesting Thank and you, you have a lot to. Yeah, it's the same with you guys or with any of us in this um, group. I think we all bring something really cool. And I think what Magnus said on Monday really resonated with me that was, or I think maybe Hannah said it, that was that he wasn't necessarily like a car guy. And this is just one of his artistic expressions. And I think. That's where the Porsche thing is like spoke to me the most. And mm -hmm. I'm not necessarily a car guy. Like I grew up, my dad's a mechanic. And so I know about cars and always had a car since I was 16 for the last 22 years of my life. Right. And, uh, so it's not that I don't know about cars, but I've never been in super into like a specific brand or anything like that. And so I think what has brought me into this Porsche thing and has made it so interesting for me is that. I can bring my personality to my car, mm. see other people's personalities in their cars, mm -hmm. and that, like, we don't have to really – we can learn about each other as people, you know, but, like, it's cool to just have fun with people and just say, like, cool, I like your art, you know? Yeah. And, like, it's pretty simple. You don't really have to, like, know everybody's backstory or – I think as we all, like, grow together, it's fun to, to learn more, but I don't think it's necessary. And because of that open thing, it's – it's very easy to just, like you said, be having a good time or just be there and enjoying the time. It's very comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things that has come out of us doing this show, and it's something we're just very lucky about, is that people are now sharing their art with us. Like there's things around the set here that people have either made or drawn or take photos they've taken, whatever. And to me, it means the world that people are sharing their art with me because to me, you know, I'm a kind of that same kind of guy where giving your art to somebody is kind of like the biggest gift you can give sure. because it's the most, it's the most, it's the most you can give, mm -hmm. in my opinion. Um, so like, it's, it just, it warms my heart. And if that's why you're in it, then that's why I'm drawn to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No, it's not because I'm like super, got a hard on for cars to go fast. There's faster cars. There's, <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? There's, sure. It's like, uh, it's more of like the genuinely artistic expression of it all is very attractive to me mm -hmm. and being the fact that i'm 37 and kind of one of the last eras of people that looked to the ogs and the old dudes for that's who i thought was cool when i was a kid and the only people i wanted to impress was older dudes and old, the old guys that either rode motorcycles had tattoos or whatever it was I thought was cool. That's who I wanted to impress. Same, yeah. I'm the exact and I, same and I think yeah. that now, you know, and it's not a bad thing that this is, it's just changing that I think the younger generations want to impress each other mm -hmm. more than trying to impress their dad or their the grandpa elders. or yeah. the, whoever they find to be the OG in their life. And so like for me, there's this like seeing the OGs doing it too. Like, I don't know. It just gives me like, 
so I get so stoked to see the older dudes and the younger dudes and everybody being so participating. It was one of the reasons I wanted you to come when you said, "Hey, is anything going on this week?" And I was like, "Yeah, I think you would actually dig this this thing on mm-hmm. Sunday that we went to." Um, because the, of the crew, because of the people, sure. the no, cars were dude, awesome. Those of course, guys were awesome, and the older dudes like they treat. Did me you get to talk to Chuck um, with the blue car? Yes, of yeah. course. We wrote up. Miller. We wrote up on the professor ride. He's actually on. one of the dudes I've made friends with. Like just like, and I don't even know anybody's name, yep. and I don't think anybody knows my name past the dog, and and that's fine. It's just like, yo, I like your car. I want to ride with you, dude. I think you're cool. Yeah, you know what I mean. And yes. like, uh, that's. That, that goes so far. And that How about just the humanity of it? Yeah. I mean, um, that's that's all I have to look forward to is like fellowship with the, you know, the homies doing regular stuff and not being concerned about whatever else is going on, you know? The bullshit. Sure. In our life we have to have a balance, you know? We all work really hard to enjoy this life. And if you're one way and the other, it's going to you're going to burn out. <coughs> and so Excuse it's all me. about this balance. And for me like I'm doing yoga or swimming and now it's driving. If I'm doing one of those three things, I don't think about anything else. What kind of yoga do you do? Uh, like Mysore sometimes or vinyasa, obviously. Vinyasa okay. flow. Yeah, like, um, but I like the ones that are more concentrated on poses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's your, how, how long have you been into that? Do you mind if I ask? Like, since I've been 20, I've been really into working out. Okay. And since uh, you know when you're in high school, they teach you about working out, and you don't really know about it. And then, uh, <laughs> when I turned to be like 20 that years class, old, unfortunately, well, at gym class, they're always you know we used to have like the weight room that looked like a prison. Yeah, thing. that's what it I remember too. I like, stayed away. It stunk too, so I stayed the fuck so away gnarly. from it. It was so gnarly, and uh, and so it was fun, but it wasn't as fun yet. And then as I got older, I started to want to like be more into fitness. And mm. then I moved to New York, and it was seemed to be like really in the mid 2000s. And it was very popular to be going to gyms and eating healthy and juicing and all this fun stuff. And (laughs) so I just kept it up. And I think the yoga thing kind of worked its way. Came from that. Probably about 12 or 15 years ago. Whenever, But you started the yoga in New York? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, in San Francisco, even before that, there's a thing called Yoga for the People that they did on Haight Street. And it was free yoga classes. That's what I'm getting at. Most people pick it up on the West Coast. I was very intimidated by it that it was 15 or $30 for a class. I didn't understand why it would be that much an hour of doing anything so i took the free classes <laughs> to try to ease myself into it and after that it's it's extremely like addictive to want to to do that and especially once you realize you can turn your brain off for an hour and like do something else and not think about a, a ipod or whatever all yeah. of it yeah w- whatever insert whatever it was a different kind of clearing for me i used to spin a lot and i loved spin class but it was that same kind of, if i went fast enough i could shut off yeah. my brain he, and well, yoga th- does that by going so slow sure. and focusing on those poses it's the same but like opposite muscle use so i'm always i love guys that do yoga but you guys the drive there's a lot of you that did yoga at some point well so now the driving has been transpiring the same thing when i'm up at new combs or whatever i we get no reception i can't yeah, yeah. so your there's nothing out. no and even in the 9-11 i don't have no desire to do anything else out of the driving and yeah. like do you listen to the radio and stuff? Sure. Okay. But sometimes, even when we're at Newcombs, because of the no reception, I'll just listen to the car. Mm-hmm. And I have the nice exhaust system, so it sounds great. Yeah. And it's so much fun. And, yeah, it's just a different, like, uh, mental pause, you know, to be able to do. And uh, it's I'm so appreciative of it. We consider it meditation. Even when I do art or anything else, it doesn't – I can't click off the same. I'm so – 
half-ass ADD to where you're like, do this, do this, answer a phone, check a thing. And like when I'm on the, when I'm driving or I'm swimming, there's no check my phone. So it's harder to do that on land to like shut Sh- that off. Something if, I don't know. If, it almost to me it's like, uh, and this is w- certainly with yoga, the um, the meditation comes from concentration. In the weirdest way, like you shut everything off by focusing on just one thing, and that is what we're doing. Like you're only focused three turns ahead or whatever. Not for us even or whatever. You know, in well, my, however in my far case, you can yeah, see, however sure. far you can see, uh, eyes up. <laughs> uh, and and when you're just, it's like you go into that auto mode where you're only doing that thing, and then everything else gets a chance to cycle. And like you, you get to reboot your iPhone. It's been my new favorite. Like when I'm up at Newcombs, I've been riding with my friend. That I want you to say Newcombs as many times as possible. Newcombs or no? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how it's said. I just like it. I yeah, like how you say Newcombs because yeah. I've never heard it. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever Newcombs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. Whatever I, you say. Yeah, whatever. It's just uh, our spot. I also say Angela's Crest Highway. Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't get it. Who cares? Awesome. No, know Nobody does. About. It's great. It's so, fantastic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but going up there is is just it's just a change of pace for everything for me. Like the whole thing has been a completely different. What were you doing before that? Like, how did you chill, or how did you? Why is it? Maybe uh, maybe you needed that in your life. Yeah, hiking and stuff. I'm always an outdoorsy dude. I'm from Northern California, so okay. it's like very in my blood Where to be outside. Uh, I'm from a small town called Petaluma. <laughs> Oh yeah, someone yeah. that hosts another podcast. I listen to it. It's from there. Yeah, it's a small dairy town. <laughs> one of the girls, one of the comedians on my favorite murder. Oh, <laughs> not a lot of notables from there. There's no like celebrities or anybody that really did much. But it's a cool town. It's picturesque and really nice. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah. How long have you been down here? You uh, moved around years. a bunch, yeah. Yeah, I, I started up in Northern California, and then I moved to San Francisco. Went from my hometown when I turned like 19. Lived there for a few years, and I was a bike messenger, and nice. did that for like five years. I'm paralegal in San Francisco. <laughs> yeah, so I'm thinking Puck from Real World, right? Yeah. Sure, but more like, and also the sh- uh, the movie Pineapple Express, where the dude goes and serves the papers. To yeah, the guy. yeah, I did that for like two a years. Process server. Yeah. What's funny is oh. the first time I met you, or maybe it was like like the second time. You've I'm probably you've gotten this before, but I was like, does he remind you of me? She's like said somebody, and I was like, not James Franco. And she was like, oh, yeah, James Franco, yeah, for sure. Funny. I've heard that before. My grandma used to say that. It's not that you look like him at all, but you have – there's a scowl he makes in some of That's his movies funny. that you sort of wear on nice. the reg. <laughs> True. Yeah, I see it more in You just sort of wear it on the regular. Like you were saying before, you got that switch you can flip. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I moved to New York, um, and I lived there for five years, and I opened a tattoo shop. I learned how to tattoo. And I there? Op- yeah. And okay. And I opened a tattoo shop in the Lower East Side. And then it uh, enabled me. You to had already had tattoos and stuff. It sure, wasn't, you I weren't like a clean tattooed. cut kid. My mom got me a tattoo when I was uh, 16 on my 16th birthday. She went and like took me to the tattoo spot and told them that it was my 18th birthday. Who, who's your mom? Uh, Any, anybody some notable? Hippy dippy lady that was like, you know, do whatever. I think that at that time in her life, looking back, because she was, uh, can't really do the math super quick, up, probably 40, a little into her 40s. Um, she was probably just trying to relate with her young son and like have a good time. And so I think going to tattoo shops yeah. was an easy way because I was really interested in it at the time. And then so when I turned 16, she got me a tattoo. And then what'd you get? Uh, a skateboard logo on my arm. Cool. Yeah. So, All right. uh, and then after that, um, it's pretty funny. She lies it. about your age, says you're 18, but you get like a kid's 
tattoo, like a, something sure. that the kid's into. Yeah, it's cool. sure. It's and funny. then uh, I got my arms and sleeves and everything by when I was 18. So I've been, wow. I've looked like this for a long time. Right, okay. It takes a while though, yeah? Uh, sleeves? Yeah. I mean, I just did it real quick, maybe a couple months on both sides. Did I you was, do it yourself? No, no, oh. no. I just had my friends. We Growing up, we had a ton of buddies that did tattoos and all wanted to be bikers. And in the beginning, that's what it was, that everybody thought that biker stuff was the the way to go. Do you find some similarity in what we do in the old biking culture of what we thought we knew in it's the 80s exactly and stuff? That's exactly why Same I'm um, so attracted to it. And I've, I mentioned this to you, I think, but my father is a president of a motorcycle club in up where I'm from. You right. said he used to race yeah, bikes. Yeah, he races the Isle of Man bikes where they like ha- hang off the back. Like the little does? 250s, you know? right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. 200 miles an hour, and he's the dude that hangs off the back. I've shown her yeah. those. To I've, see. I've gotten to see him race up at Willow Springs. Those videos are terrifying. No, it's, yeah, it's success or death, and there's yeah. no, it's no, a fine really, line. It's, he's a really smart dude and a really amazing racer, and so it's been like, that's yeah. been super cool to watch. Now he races those bikes, but not he doesn't do that Isle of Man, does he? No, no, no. Oh, okay. No, that same style of bike. They were doing wow. it at Willow Springs, though. Like it's a little bit cool. less. It's not the two hundred mile an hour. They're going maybe a hundred plus. But, but Willow's nice because you get runoff everywhere, yeah, so you're not yeah. going to hit a stone wall. Yeah, you could still roll and then. For sure, for sure. But that couldn't be. There's great. a little bit for more forgiveness. Sure, sure. Uh, but so you know that that exposure is definitely there's a huge parallel between the like car stuff and the motorcycle stuff and I always was attracted to the fellowship and the group element of motorcycle stuff and motorcycle guys are pretty much the same way where they don't really care what bike you have as long as you got a bike mm-hmm. they might bust each other's balls but as long as you got a bike you're in and more than likely those are the same guys who are going to help you build your shit up yeah and so it's never I've always really liked that and I thought that maybe it was a naiveness of being like exposed to it as a young age I thought that's what you're supposed to do you know and I thought that that's what everybody was supposed to be like big upping each other over our funny little projects that no one needs mm-hmm. you know so, <laughs> i totally hear you yeah, i totally yeah, hear you yeah me too so you know and like ranch day and every sunday we would go to the ranch to go do you know the track cleanup so that you could ride if you didn't do your one you got to go know, work yeah one one day a month to go be able to ride on sundays and stuff and I that's love that. so cool yeah what a neat little community yeah it was cool it was really awesome growing up and this was all up there in Petaluma? Yeah, and it's called Marin County Motorcycle Association, the MCMA. So your dad still lives up there? Yeah, and he's still the president. That's or maybe awesome. Maybe he's vice president now because I don't think he wants to do all this stuff anymore. Whatever. That's so cool he's that he's still involved. involved. That's yeah, pretty no, rad. Whole, it's my whole life he's been involved in motorcycle stuff. And then my uncle collects, has like a museum full of motorcycles and cars. So then what does your dad, uh, the bike guy, think about you and the 911? The so new shiny really, 911. This, here's a funny. Here's a funny story about this whole <laughs> thing. So he's a mechanic, and he's been a mechanic my whole life. And growing up, he worked at a Porsche, Audi, Volkswagen dealership. And it wasn't his only job, but it was at one point. That's where he was working. And so we're blue collar family, mm-hmm. and we just had regular stuff, regular cars, regular house, yeah, stuff, but just the you know normal version. And so he would bring home golfs and cabriolets and rabbits. And we'd tinker with them and pick them up, and he'd resell them, trying to just make that what nothing. You yeah. know, it was really just regular simpleton shit. One day he came but home. But he's keeping active and keeping the mind busy, and he's working well, on cool and tinkering I, so stuff. So I was like 12, and one day he came home with a Porsche, and I was like, whoa. <laughs> Different. <laughs> just rewind real quick before this. My first exposure to like what a Porsche was was uh, when you were in elementary school, you read the books, and they'd give you like a star, and they'd give you – like tokens or something for 
gifts. I don't know. And I picked a poster out of the oh, magazine. Oh, you read enough or oh, something. Yeah, or yeah, 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 yeah. And they give you like, I don't know, bookmarkers or something. Yeah. Or pizza or something. A choice totally. of a prize or something. I don't shit. remember. It was 25 years ago. <laughs> but <laughs> somehow you ended up with a poster. So I got a poster and it said California Dreaming on it. And it was like an airbrush poster. It wasn't even a real photo. And it had a five-car garage and like a scene of Malibu. Oh, I remember this. Yeah, this was at Spencer's Gifts and Everywhere. I remember yeah, this Yeah, and this I got picture. it out of Scholastic Books or It was a it was. garage that was open with the backs yeah, of cars like in it, right? Yeah, like a Testa Rosa in it and like a And a Countach, I think. Yeah, a Countach, yeah. exactly. And, <laughs> and some so of these I, were light up where you could get them where like the taillights of the cars lit up. It was like that up. It was that kind of a picture that was just yeah, in all the stores. It was, the, so, the, it was the so bad, but I seen it and I kind of put this idea because like I I said we were blue collars so I didn't understand about that kind of stuff like and then when we were kids what lifestyles are the rich and famous was the one show yeah. that Same even here. showed there, yeah. was no, there was nothing that even showed those fancy cars I didn't know what a Bentley was or it wasn't brought to the forefront and so that was my only exposure to what a sports car was so when my dad brought home this Porsche I was like whoa we got a sports car this is crazy and he was you know a mechanic and he's only I was adopted, so he was only 20 years older than me, or not much. And so our age difference, always me growing up, you Interesting. Know, he was 30 years old when I was 10. Almost a big brother kind of. Yeah, a and so he would be wanting to rip, wow. do donuts in the car and always fun stuff like that. And so we would. Well, I had an interesting childhood for you. We would burn out and do this funny shit in the car. And so growing, and it had. I'll get to what it was in a second. It was white, and it had a red and a blue stripe down the side and the checkerboard interior. And as we all know, that's a 924. And talking to him oh after the God. fact, he's like, dude, it was the Like the Magnus one, right, with that crazy. that he got for $300 of somebody that was trying to get rid of it at work. <laughs> <laughs> Probably had, you know, 100 horsepower. Max, gosh, and uh, you know, but meanwhile, you're like, we got a sports car. <laughs> we, you know, I had no idea. And was so it was it a 928 in that poster? I just remember it saying Porsche on the back, or was it a 911? I don't even remember. I don't remember I, either, I either. But I remember, remember that you could yeah. see that it said Porsche somewhere. Yeah, it was just my first exposure to like what a luxury car or whatever. Yeah, because I didn't even see it on television at that point. And they weren't driving around up where you lived? No, it's a farm town. And okay. like anybody's got a truck at best, you know? Uh, geographically yeah. from San Francisco. Straight where north. Oh, okay. Yeah, just right up um, in the where it's brown rolling hills. You know, so yeah. wine, go country, wine country, you know. Okay. Did you say Marin County? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. At it's some like, point. The, yes, the, Sonoma the, County. Okay. Yeah. So uh, talking to him, I, I didn't even find any of this out until later because – I had this, you know, grandeur of whatever had happened and when I was a child. I had bought a Panamera and drove it around for a little while uh, because I owned a merchandise shop, and I thought I was going to have to do a lot of transporting goods, so I bought the bigger car rather than the smaller one. And We've jumped forward quite a bit to now you're an adult, successful, owning businesses and so, stuff. So, well, I'm bringing it back full circle. So okay. I call him at the Porsche dealership, and I'm like, hey, Dan, I'm buying a 911, bud. Mm. Like, I'm right here. What's up? You know, nice. I remember... You tooled me around. He's like, bro, that was a 924. <laughs> it was garbage. It was it was not a cool car. It's like there was nothing about it that was cool. No, He's except like, for your memory, which yeah, it was the coolest was like, thing in the history. What are you talking about? I was like, dude. I remember. Dude, it was, I love that conversation I was, right there. Totally. That's and the he's best. like, bro, I've never even drove a 911 before. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, what are you talking about? 
So what did he say? Yeah, I mean, he was did, like, cool, man. Like He was happy for you? Yeah, of course. They're super happy. But it was just like he couldn't relate to, you know, as much as I thought that he was, that I was going to be like, yo, I'm on your level now, dog. Yeah, that's and what you thought. He was just like, no, man, this is nowhere near what I <laughs> The $300 throwaway car. It's so cool, though, for you, though, because I it was a milestone. Moments. That's why we asked when Angelo yesterday, you know. know. It, that's my point. Yeah. That's my yeah. point. So you, lo- he wanted to be on Letterman one day, and I was like, was it because you wanted to be in the theater and talk to the guy, or you just wanted like the watermark of your success? And he was like, yeah, it was really probably just the watermark of yeah, success. Of so it's for a lot of people, they want the 9-11. It's that has very caveman when you're a kid, and yeah. that's what I really like about even just uh, being involved in the PCA and being involved with the people that are in this small group mm-hmm. is it's just caveman. It's just like, cool car, I like your car. And, you know, and they say, like, I have a stock Normal, regular nine nine. Yeah, we should say. What do you have? You got a nine nine one black on black. Yeah, it's black wheels, black. You know, it just looks. It's pretty normal. And almost every weekend or any time I go anywhere, everybody's like, "Man, I love your car." And you know, like looking at it and I see pic- people take pictures, and I'm like, "But you guys are so silly, man." <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. I'm really happy that somebody else thinks it's cool too, because. For me, I stare at it all the time, and I take pictures of it a hundred different places from Sunday. Yeah. I drive places for no reason to take a picture. Is it is your point that you look like this and your car looks like this? Is that your point? Um, like that they don't match, or is because no, that's one I of the things that kind of works is the yeah. dichotomy. No, and I think that because um, it's really shiny, it's really nice and new and shiny. Yeah. It looks like Everybody, Knight Rider, you know. Everybody always just says the same thing when I'll be looking at their car. They'll be like, "Mine's cooler, but yours is faster." You know, and I'm just like, okay, what? you know, like with when I'm looking at the nine six fours or nine nine threes or whatever. Oh, okay. You know, and because that's usually who's at the events. No one's there. It's me and Jack are the only people that have a nine nine one. Jack from Scientific. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody else has like a super cool dialed in. Even your guys' is cool. You know, like oh, we love ours. I mean, we just we ours is just evolved. Different stuff. Yeah, and, and that's what I think is the neatest thing. And like when you used to take me to car shows and like. We would wander around. You'd point out different things to me of like what was unique about each one. Oh yeah, and that was the coolest thing. And so, so but so to me, like you have a new, nice, fast car, but you're what's unique and cool about it. And that's what I think is the personalities that showcase. Yeah, you're your, the stickers on your yeah, car, which sure. is super neat. You had you like and the a dog, different your element. whole personality, the whole thing. You got your own thing going. No, it's fun. I think it's a really a great reflection of who we each are and yeah. like 100%. You can show your it's like uh when we learn about tattooing i think the thing with tattooing is like as soon as you realize you can decorate your own body and look however you want you're like oh that's what ruins it for you. you're like oh i'll right. do whatever i want now <laughs> right um, you know like, and and you don't you you conquer commitment as well <laughs> yeah well uh, you know i guess you don't you can think no? about it later it's really? the same with the porsche thing and magnus i, I think mentioned something about that as well you can sit and Think about fiscal decisions or think about what makes more sense. Or is this an investment car? Like We were talking about people asking, you know, oh, what do you think I should do? Uh, just buy a car and drive it do and have a good want, time. Yeah. And even like uh, you said, I brought my friend that works with me, Joey, and he has a Volkswagen. And he loves that car more than anything. Was that the guy who came up in the Golf the other day? Yeah. That thing was awesome. Yeah, and that kid was cool. awesome. And he wasn't that far behind us. 90 seconds. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think 30 miles on the crest, 90 get seconds a car. Behind. And drive it and have fun. And if you want to put some stickers on it or put an exhaust or whatever the fuck, I mean, just do whatever. So yeah. that Let it be you. He can have a good time and be on the road. Man, you got be the right the attitude. Be on the road and have a good time. I think that's the ultimate message. And then we all can, like, do this together. And yeah. not that there's not enough dudes doing it together, but it's just so <laughs> much fun to, like. Sports car together. Yeah. 
Go show, push. Yeah, show the world. And I love more than anything when we're driving in our group and there's people on the side of the road filming and stuff. Oh, and I love that like too. It's a parade yeah. or something. You're just like, That's kind of fun. Yeah. And you're like, because you're, I love. We call it collecting smiles when we're when when we're on the freeway and somebody takes a picture where they're waving and all that stuff. You're making people day, making people's day. Yeah. And like it's it's crazy that if they didn't see you, they would keep their scowl on for that five minutes. But they saw you, and that might even be a story they tell somebody later. It makes it my works. Day. It I, works. Uh, on Sundays, I go to Malibu when there's usually nothing to do, and sometimes there's a cars and coffee event. I'll go to that first, and I just go. Have we ever me. met you there? We've never seen you there, right? I don't think In so. I'm there okay. every Sunday for or every every Sunday I go to the Bluffs. That's crazy, okay. And I go Porsche hunting because there'll be tons of Carreras all over the place. And, like, I'll go down to the Country Mart and stuff like that. And I was taking a picture of the dude's, um, I want to say, was it the 968? Is that what it is? The 90 Looks like a 944, but, yeah, but, but with the open back. headlights. Yeah, yeah. So he had that, and I was taking a picture, and he jumped out of the car. And he's like, what's going on, you know? And I was oh. like, man, I'm just, like, appreciating your car. And we... Started chopping up. We ended up like hanging out for like twelve minutes in the parking lot of that's so cool. Malibu Country Store and walking around like, look, there's another one over here. Check it out. And we walked around. Who there. was it? Do you know? Was some it? It was just a guy. It wasn't some guy, and it was almost a typical Porsche owner. You know, white-haired white dude and uh, a white-haired white dude. And I was like, where'd you get the car? And he said, oh, I bought it in '95. You know, and oh, so he original owner. Yeah, and I love that about Porsches as well. Hearing that story of like you know when did you get this car and like i've had it for 23 years or whatever and the story always seems to be the same like i got my check i bought this car yeah my wife's hated it ever since yeah yep. and i would never get I'm rid of never it never gonna get rid of it like that's it's it. a passion seed no that you guys and it's, all have it's in there and it's kind of like you know i don't know if it's like for everybody but i think for me it was um a marker in my life of okay this is what I've wanted to do for since I was 10 years old. I've had this wild hair up my ass of seeing a different world that I wasn't included in, included in, and I want to be a part of that. Yeah. So now that I'm able to, you know, it's it's been a real, like I said, a milestone. And I've only had my 911 for maybe a little over six months. So is that right? Yeah, it's been a brand you new. A lot life. of miles on it. It's a brand new lifestyle for me. Yeah, maybe 5,000 miles already. That's awesome. And, uh, it's good. So it's all brand. It's all brand new, and it's all fun. Do you, you love know? that? Oh, it's the best. To the point of where I want to come and make new friends and drive up north for six hours just to go to uh, two hours of an event. I was gonna yeah. say you almost didn't make it today because you were gonna leave early yeah, to go with go the professor. And, it's know. Car Week, right? Monterey, Monterey yeah. Car Week. Yeah. Exactly. Look at Mrs. Ryan. Yeah. Catching so up. It's, it's it's a really cool thing to be involved in and to like. But you're going to go up tomorrow morning yeah. or tonight at like three in the morning yep, or something. Me and Derek are going to go cruise. And then Derek Dar Industries. Yep. Dar Derek Industries. from the Dirt Fascination nice. films. The one who wrecked uh, the, the his 9-11. The, the 9-11 that showed up to Lufka Colt wrecked on the flatbed Drive that morning. nicely, boys. <laughs> no, it was debris and rubbish. Yeah, he said he was trailing somebody and they locked up their brakes and then yeah, they were avoiding like rocks and stuff. I, I, he did. He's a great driver, that guy. Yeah. He's a great and fast he's driver. He's a cool person, too. Yeah, I agree. So. Did you talk to Sonny too then? His dad, yeah. He's yeah, a great cool. Guy. I really am jealous of that relationship they got and how cool that is. I'm so happy to hear you say <laughs> yeah. that. I feel that my dad passed away when I was a kid, so I, f I feel that with a lot of different things. I was adopted, so I don't know my dad. So. Oh, wow. Trump me, right? Like that. <laughs> no, Man, no, just no, fucking no, laid it out. Like that. I'm just saying. We're like, oh, you had 18 good years with your dad? Nine nice. Years? Wow. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> <laughs> nah, shit happens, man. It's okay. <laughs> Thank God we can laugh about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, I have those moments all the time. So I agree yeah. with you. Seeing him and uh, Derek show up together in different Porsches, like they're both doing it, it's cool. Huh? 
Yeah, no, the, and Sonny's the coolest dude to be around, too. Really? I don't know him that well. Yeah, he's just as fun as Derek, and they're like, I don't know. They just, all they want to do is the same, just drive. They don't really care about, like, I don't know, any other thing. We don't talk about anything other than, like, driving or where do you want to drive to, and then we go drive. We went to Jack in the Box the other day. We made really? Yeah. Hilarious. Like a, <laughs> random drive. Like, it's not really about anything other than just cruising you know that's I love really that. not what it's about i love that you do that yeah. you seem very young to me or sure our age but like i love that you found that that's super neat we uh did a great run on sunday when you were at home and um it was a blast and we ended up at newcomb's which was the plan but uh it was a zoo and the parking lot was crowded and you were walking fajita <clears throat> and i was coming up taking a couple pictures that i've been posting throughout the week and he's just like hey jay um you and Derek both. Uh, is there more driving or uh, <laughs> they're both done. standing under the Newcomb sign? Like, are we? Let's this blow this popsicle yeah. stand. Is basically the uh, what they were well, saying. We drove for like forty minutes or something, so we were all ready like, to like not cruise. <laughs> yeah, dude. I thought I would collect you because I went up and came back down. I did the same route uh, in reverse home, and I was still home to her by like I walked in the door before ten o'clock in the morning. I was yeah. like, what the hell? Yeah, it was a quick morning, but we saw Magnus for two seconds. I'm pretty like salty that i left like 20 minutes before jay leno got there but oh really yeah. i'm pretty salty that no one i know saw him because i know him and he's awesome yeah i was bummed. he's up there all the time yeah right? yeah i'm not too worried about it um but it seemed like everybody was swamping him so i don't yeah. want to have that interaction i I've, it always amazes me that those guys do go up there on a saturday yeah. or a sunday versus i think it's cool i think it's a good morale booster and then you know even like relating it to magnus or whatever i don't think that like I don't know. I think it's a good morale booster to see them out and about. Hundred percent. Like, I mean, I'm from their perspective. Like, oh man, that's got to be rough because of all times to go, you're gonna. They're going there to, to, to make people's day. I believe it's a it's a small crowd. You know, I'm friends with a lot of high end celebrity type, and they can't go to lunch. We can't walk down. I'm on Melrose, and we can't be your shops at on Melrose. My shop. Yeah, they have to go from the black car to. The to the Black Sean? Yeah, to the Black Sean. Black car to Black Sean. <laughs> and uh, so I think that those dudes are able to just even go and hang. I think they're very appreciative of their the people that have that's enabled a, them to be there. So that's why that's they do that That's a very, stuff. very, very good point. Look everybody at your perspective, that, this guy. No, and like I, uh, like I said before, just to bring that full circle is as our technology and as our lives are changing and as the future is coming um, we can't be negative towards any of this. And we have to look at the flip side, the positive side of the coin with every interaction, with everything. And I don't think that um, being upset or being like judgmental or not understanding of anything is going to get us anywhere. And so I think if you go, it's like the devil's advocate, but just always think of the positive way to look at whatever's going on. Mm -hmm. You're always going to be happier throughout your day even like with magnus talking about you know people go oh, i don't like driving in traffic and it's the same with me i had such a blast driving here today because of i had to go up cold water and mulholland and it's like it was a joke it's all part yeah of it. it was like the coolest drive ever and obviously i'm going behind somebody in maybe 35 miles an hour but i don't care that's not it's not what i'm focused on i'm focused on the fact that i'm having a good time and i'm Cruising. You're on Mulholland in your 911 yeah. to go do your Porsche Life podcast. You know what I mean? Like, it's this is a good life. Every time good life. somebody wants to cut me off in the car, I happily let them go because I'm sitting in my car and I'm going where I'm going, and they're sitting in their car going where they're going. Yeah. And you hear this? It's amazing. And it's fine because 
I'm probably going to Soho House or something. <laughs> <laughs> or Malibu. My life's fine. <laughs> Do whatever. I so, uh, you have the right attitude, yeah, though. So many people here in the world, but so many people in L.A., whatever. Me, me, me. I'm getting there. Don't you know how important I am? Well, Get out of my way. And as that's like been a stereotype, I think it's changing. And I think as ironic and as cliche it is, like Kanye making his rants of his new thing is that spreading positivity and mm -hmm. showing love. and that Is that his new thing? Oh, yeah. He yeah. just went on to Good. The Breakfast Club, which is a major show. and Wait, Seriously? Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I didn't know that. Uh, it's, uh, it's from New York. It's, um, it's no, it's awesome. I just place, added yeah. yeah, Charlemagne the God. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, in, uh, there's just no time for hating right now. Yeah. And, like, it's just big ups for everybody. And yes. we have to, like, if the only thing that we can say to each other is, like, I really like this or I really like that or that's it. It's the only thing it goes you back to when you were a kid. The only thing you should say to anybody. If you don't have yeah. anything nice to say, don't say anything at no, all. Like, Literally, like when you're a kid. It's infectious. And if you have those thoughts in your head, you know, in a very Buddhist mentality, just the thought is violence. And just that thought is, is enough to ruin your whole day. So I don't want to get into too much about what you believe in stuff, but I've read up and I've I live my life in very similar ways. Is that is that what you do? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't get frustrated over m not much. I mean, if you that's uh, like a reflection of yourself, of you getting frustrated is like it's almost like a, a bad reflection of yourself and showing the world how weak you are, you know? Mm -hmm. So Or how little control you have yeah, over your, over your, your brain, faculties, yeah. Which should be the one thing that you do have control over, you know? Yes. <laughs> it should be for all of us. I think it's less and less. Well, yeah, we all So have we're a trying to, like, that's one of the things that we're trying to do, of, like, trying to tell people, like, man— you, the, the answer is not going to be in your thing, probably, but it, it's definitely going to be here. And if you can find maybe it's somewhere in the middle for you or whatever, just I don't know, maybe the be open to it. Always in your head, and anytime you second guess yourself or second guess the situation, you always are wrong. And and that internal instinct is like what's kept everybody alive. Mm -hmm. You know, the world hasn't just continued to con go on by accident. Right. Right. So like, there's a. Without being too deep, and I won't take too long to talk about this, but I think astrology has said that there's like 12 different types of people. Oh, I love this. And if we want to be real with that, there's really two different types of astrology. You know, there's like a more passive person and a more of a leader type of person. And there's six signs that kind of all say the same shit and six that kind of say more is similar. And then there's male and female. So... How many variants? There's 24 variants of the human brain. Like, I don't even think that that's really the case. I think personally that the human brain is very similar to each other, and we feed into whatever we decide to feed into, you know? And everybody wants to tap their foot like this, like a nut, you know? It's just a thing that everybody does, but you decide in your brain if you're going to do that or not. And so I think that that's the biggest variant within the human brain is just your decision making and like, do I want to feed into this psychotic thing? Because do I want to live in this life? Really? I, you know, we all feel depressed or happy or sad or and every emotion. It's very generic. It mm -hmm. seems to be very generic that every person feels the same things. So if that's the case, then it's how much you're going to feed into your psycho tendencies of tapping your finger against Right. If you once you know you can change stuff, then it's kind of like, well, why the hell would I behave this it's way? If I have control over it, why? With the patients, you want to like realize, hey, I have control over if I have patients or not, and how I'm going to deal with this problem. You talk about traffic and everything else, whatever. Anything, anything that you deal with, and like, 
that's like the people that we look to and back to the OGs and our people that we respect, Ralph Lauren, Tom Sachs, Magnus, people that in my life that Damon Dash that I look to and I think, you know, how do they react to this and what is their brain and they're very patient, calm, smart men, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't think it's that they're any better or any different than anybody else. It's just how they've decided to delegate their decision making. What they allow in too, what right? They allow in and what they allow out. When's you your know? birthday? Uh, I'm a Taurus. Okay. Scary. So, so yeah. A Ford Taurus. No, definitely never a Ford. <laughs> Astrology. Uh, SHO, maybe. Yeah, and uh, yeah, oh God. <laughs> Remember? Yeah, you were a 90s kid. <laughs> <laughs> Saline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, but yeah, so that's it, you know, and I think that we all have to be very responsible with our thinking and we're going to benefit the world immensely by being positive and helping. Were you always that way? Yeah. No, of course not. <laughs> what got you there? <laughs> uh, I love that you ex- say that because everyone thinks like, oh, I can never, I see them, yeah. they're that way, I can never be that way. And I say that's no, bullshit. If you want to be like somebody that you admire or respect, you can get there. It's exposure firsthand to these people that, like I just mentioned, and if you can't in your brain find somebody that you respect and who you look up to male or female or whatever alive or not and decide you know i think that this person made some really great decisions i not only want to i want to emulate that i want to do better i want to take that ideology it's the same thing with our cars and stuff like we've all just seen the same shit it's a car from the 60s that we're obsessed over and it's just how they you repackage the same ideas without getting so far out of the box. And it's the same thing with like this positive mindset and how we continue to build our brain. Like when you're a young man, you're negative and you're upset and you're all these things and you don't even understand why. And as you flush those things out of your your body, you can look to grow and look to people for advice and becoming a mentor, you know? So you don't have an ego. That's, um, that's what I noticed, which is pretty awesome. We all have an ego, and it's just, again, it's the tap in the foot thing. Forgive me. I mean that you seem to have pretty good control over yours. You just don't want to, like, let the world, like, I don't have to meet you guys and tell you about my accolades, and I don't want to hear about your guys's until we're friends. Now that we're friends. Wow, it's so refreshing, though. Everyone's like, so friends, what, you, what I, have you I'm done? I'm more than d- down to hear about everything you guys do, and I want to talk to you about, you know, your histories and things. But when you're just trying to have a good time with people. You don't need to put anything like that on people and you need to be respectful enough to, to give them that space. You know, do you feel that the majority of people out there, um, conduct their lives in the way that you're speaking right now? No. I mean, I don't think that a lot of people are very conscious of just how they walk. You know, I don't think that when somebody's walking in their house, they're thinking about the neighbor downstairs. And if you are, then you're going to live your life a little different, you know? Yeah. And, with this Porsche thing that's such a fan you're uh, really good man. with this Porsche thing <laughs> seven months good. ago I was driving a Prius you know and so and it's not that I couldn't afford this life or I could right. do whatever it's because I've known that I have to go through the steps of this thing and this always hasn't this hasn't always been today you know I've lived in a small you know apartment with roommates and now I live in a nice apartment in the hills and it's just you've seen life world. from both sides yeah yeah um, I, you're fucking fan- fascinating, fantastic. I could go on in this realm right. forever, but I would like to talk a little bit about High Seas Tattoo sure. and your company, uh, your your business, and um, some of the people that work for you. I've actually met because you yeah. brought them up to Breakfast Club and stuff. It seems like a very tight knit group, uh, almost like a family. It, would that be fair? Hundred percent. And I think listening, not to continue to use the same reference, but Magnus said 
his success was with running business was small crews of people and three, you know, four to five groups of people at most. Yep. And so you can be intimate with them and care about the person and we can grow together and they care about you. And it's not just this, like I work a job or whatever. Yeah. And every person that I work with is <coughs> my brother or my sister, you know, and like, I'm happy to spend time with them outside of work or right. encourage them to do bigger things or make them more money or whatever it is. Because without sounding narcissistic or cocky or terrible, like I'm fine. My life is fine. I'm going to be able to figure out ideas and how to make money and how to pay the rent. So if I, I don't need to worry about like whatever the scramble for my thing. So I want to make sure that everybody else surrounding me taking care of is taken care of. And Man. so that it, I look cooler because that means that all my people around me got cool cars or they got cool lives or they're happy. They got a smile on their face. Up and the you helped them get there. I 8 a.m. on a Friday. It feels good, right? Oh, it's a joke, man. It's a, it's a serious joke. Like, I I crack up every day. And, like, getting to spend time with my friends. We play basketball and draw pictures and go out to lunch. And that's it. And drive our cars. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, and we make it's money doing and you, it. And you own a business. And yeah. you're running it at the same time. Yeah, and they all get to do whatever they want. And, you know, if they want to travel or go to a show or buy whatever clothing they want. And it's crazy. And for me, you know, I have a ninth grade education. I'm not. Did you drop out? Yeah, I dropped out. My mom was very liberal and. Uh, 16 year old tattoo. Was the sure. mom that was like, uh, you know, not everybody. High school's not for everybody, honey, kind of mom. And I took that and ran with it. And I love your mom. Nah, she's cool. That sounds awesome. Yeah, she was super cool. And I don't think that everybody's story is the same. Were you were you not enjoying it or were you flunking? I hated or, it. Yeah, I, I hated, hated it too. so much. And, Did um, you not fit in or what was your reasoning? Mm, I had friends. I liked I, that was the only thing that kept me around was like the smoking pot and friend element. So was it just the fucking the bullshit or the class? Yeah, work I, I never have been a fan of being told what to do, and I didn't understand how to process that energy when I was a, a young man. And yeah. so, like, when somebody's like, "Sit down and quit joking around," like I instantly would do the opposite. Because yeah, you're like, I, "This is who I am." I just was being <laughs> rebellious for the wrong in the wrong direction. Yeah, and um, didn't know how to get the attention that I needed. You know to to transpire the attention at least. And so by being a fuck off or whatever, I was just messing around and never taking it seriously. And then, uh, by the time I did, I was an adult, you know, out of that element. Yeah. I was way out of that element and like, it was irrelevant and I had to like join the workforce and work at Kmart and Burger King. And so is person. that what you did? So you dropped out and just went to dude, work? Bro. I was a normal dude, bro. I lived in a small town. There was no option. I worked at Burger King and then Kmart and then Sabaro's pizza. <laughs> Good choice. You know, man, like, that's my, still one of my uh, all-time regular favorites. kid stuff, you know, and yeah. there was no other option. And then it was, okay, you're 18, you can be in the Army, or you can or, go work at, on a construction site. And if you don't want to do one of those two things, you're going to make 20000 a year. Yep. You know, and it was just like, okay, now what? Right. And I didn't have any idea. You're the kid so of the gas I station. I ran basically. away. I ran to San Francisco, and I got a job as a bike messenger, and at least I was on a bike. And I was outside, and I was only making you know eighty bucks a day or nothing. But, but you was, were living on it. You could it you could live fine. on it. Fine. I you know rent then it was fifteen years ago, so rent was five hundred dollars a month for a one bedroom little thing. All right, you so were you a could kid. live. You could I live was on a, it. definitely a kid, and I was definitely no. slumming it. Yeah, <laughs> and, we all uh, did that then. Yep. That was the fun. Yeah. Totally fun part. Mattress sure. on the floor the whole bit if you got a mattress. Yeah, and then I got couch. to live in um, Lower East Side and uh, during the the era of it being still a thousand dollars a month. Yeah, and so I got to be there. Wow. That was cool, too. 
All right, so then what the hell happened that you came back to Los Angeles? And well, you learned how to tattoo in New York, so. Um, I went on a world tour. So I decided I had, I'd been to Mexico and Costa Rica, but I had felt like I hadn't been out of the. But you, how did you afford all that? Um, I w- had owned a tattoo shop in ta- in uh, Manhattan. Oh, okay. So you le- Okay, so we're skipping around. So you learned to tattoo in New York and turn- opened up a shop. Yeah, and then opened a shop within a month of me learning how to tattoo, which is very That's insane. dude insane. <laughs> You're what's going on? And so I, after a year of tattooing, I had a friend that li- was living in Taiwan, and I went <laughs> and visited him in Taiwan for a month. And I made $10,000 tattooing in Taiwan and spent maybe 800 bucks. Yeah. yeah. And so I was like, man, I'm, I'm coming back. Like, I'm not doing this I'm anymore. Like, New York is whatever. This is 2010. And so this is before Instagram or before any of that. It was a uh, Facebook era. So that's how I would post on Facebook. Hey, I'm going, where should I go next? And somebody would write me, you know, hey, come to Africa. So I went to that's Africa for a neat. month. Whoa. And then they're like, yo, come to China, come to Korea. And, so and you're posting your work along the way, right? So they people were are sort more of or less familiar with me at that point, and I was getting write-ups in Juxtapose magazine and Tattoo Artist magazine, and because I was doing something that was a little bit unorthodox, a little then. different. That's what I was asking. Was it because of your work? Because of your Both. art? Both. Like my work has always been very bold and bright and colorful and uh, over the top, and then uh, it got me a lot of recognition. And then recently, I've scaled it back, and I've done the exact opposite and done. Minimalism. Really Insanely simple. Insanely minimal, simple. It's like line art lately. Yeah, it's lines incredibly and just black and regular stuff. So it's there's so much detail in minimal detail. It's very yeah. cool. So I'm just trying to like go all over the place with that to, you know, attract as many audiences as possible. Cool. But then so I spent a year on the road and was in Korea and Taiwan and all over France and Spain and Italy. Got to do that and stayed out of America for a year. And then I came back and I was like I can be extremely real. I wanted to smoke weed. I was in Japan and wanted to smoke weed. I was there for three months. I was like, this is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> can you not? Is it illegal? To, I don't know much You get it, but you could go to jail for like six yeah. months for smelling like weed. So it's not Holy even smokes. worth it. Nope. No. It's not even worth it. Nope. So we flew to LA pretty much just to go smoke weed. And I stayed here and I didn't have any connections. So I went and got a job on Venice Boardwalk and worked my way up the list. Tattooing. Yeah. And worked at a terrible shop with some drug addict, gnarly dudes, and now I still know, live fast down forward there. five years later, I saved up money and you're in, you walk the walk. Well, it's pretty rad. For after a year of that, I moved to Hawaii and then opened a shop. Where in Hawaii? Oahu. Where? Um, Kaka'ako, like okay. in the Arts District. Yeah. How'd yeah. you do? Really good. Yeah. Yeah. So I came back. You here. look like you could actually have maybe yeah. grown up there. Well, so I, I, I would wonder if you it worked good. And then after I made a bunch of money there, I came back to L.A. and I opened up Pisces. Wow. And I couldn't I had this grandeur in my head of, you know, Melrose or Beverly Street or whatever the best case scenario would be. And that was just not viable. And when I started checking prices, I realized how painfully off I was from like the reality what of you were anticipating yeah and so like I, square footage rates and all that stuff and so i opened up down on sunset which i said okay that has a gr- still recognizable name yeah but um it was in the hood it was in east hollywood so we had not the same people. foot traffic no <laughs> so after two years of dealing with that we finally moved to melrose so but you got to be successful enough over there that you moved over yeah to we always joint. had the allure but it was just like you're never going to get neighborhood love because it's homeless people it's that next to the freeway and yeah. stuff. And 
you work with a unique kind of clientele that don't live over there. No, know, they're so on the west side. Yeah. So it's better for me to be as close to Beverly Hills yeah. as possible. Where is your shop? Um, I know Melrose. Gardner and Melrose. So like where the everybody seems to know where the Johnny Rockets was. Yeah. Directly across the street. Say because you used to work over there. Of course. Is everybody it, knows where that's. No, no, no. I'm just saying off, off of Melrose. You used to live work over there. Is it near that? No, it's near, closer to Paramount. Oh, really? Okay. Melrose and what? Gardner? Gardner. Like where all the fancy shopping is or Marc Jacobs. And, okay, yeah. You're you know, in the heart of it all. Definitely in the heart Okay. We're like right in the mix. Good job. Yeah. And so that's been best case scenario. So people go to High C Tattoo, right? They they love it. No, I'm saying like people should Online. go to High C's Tattoo. Uh, yeah. Right? Online, mean, check out the yeah, work. High C's Tattoo Parlor on Instagram. And they can follow you on Instagram. Yeah, right? Do you Sean put ch- your stuff up there? Um, Yeah. That's all I post is work. I don't really post my. What, is there a reason for that? You mentioned um, that once and then I noticed it. I mean, just, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to, it's, I think it's a narcissistic thing. I don't want to like be braggy, you know, and I know that I'm having a good time. You know what I mean? Like, so I kind of just leave it at that. And I think that the Instagram snap thing that I'm allowed to put something up for 24 hours and it'll go away and you can't really go back on my archived life. Is that the story? I still haven't really figured out how it works. It makes me feel a lot better than posting. Yeah. Then it's gone because I don't know. You know, I don't want people to think because maybe I drive a Porsche or maybe because I live in a nicer apartment or I go to somewhere oh, that I'm a snob or a jerk or whatever. I think that's kind of what this aesthetic has been all about, too, is my reception. I mentioned that. Yeah. That it, it makes it either easier or harder to come and talk to me if if I want to, you know. You have built a wall around you for most people. Sure. It's not. It's an invisible wall. It's not actually even yeah, really yeah, there. Yeah, and but it, people he, see it. And, you know, it's ironic because people like Derek and Sonny, they are were attracted to me because I was different. And I could yeah. tell. And they wanted to come and talk to me. I could tell instantly that they wanted to be my friend because, like, oh, this dude's not the same nerdy dude. Anybody who's yeah. off to the side is who I want to. If, if, if I'm going to go talk to anybody, it's going to be that guy. So it's both. It goes both ways. And it can attract. It attracts the right people. And it kind of pushes away the right people, too. And yeah. so. And it was by design. Yeah, totally by design. Because honestly, I don't listen to rock music. <laughs> it's definitely 100% aesthetic. What kind of music do you listen to? Like rap music and R&B okay. and soul music. Regular, okay. Like yeah, me too. Super mellow stuff. <laughs> Dude, you are such a riot. I can't believe it. You're like one of my new favorite people. Yeah. Same. It has nothing to do with the music. It's just, uh, yeah, I just like the aesthetic. And yeah. I think that we, you know, we attract who we want. Yeah. You know, and even with you guys, you know, I could tell right out the gate. You know, I've made friends with the right people. How, how do you tell? Um, I don't know. I don't have a type of person. I don't care if it's tattoos or black T-shirt or anything. I think I can just tell when somebody is comfortable being themselves. And if you are happy being you, then I am so excited to be your friend. Yeah. So authenticity, really. I, that word gets thrown around a lot to the it's point like where the I professor. hate using it, There's but it's true. There's a lot true. of people in our in our group that are that exude it very well and i really like that about them and yeah the professor's full of love and he's overflowing so it can't be stopped I love and i how love that. his stature to him you know there's something about it you know he's like commands respect without being like anything other than like super nice you know whenever he's there everybody just stands there and waits to talk to him real you yeah. know patiently like okay professor what's up bud you know i like, adore it sweet no it's like the class best. He's super cool, and I and I love that just about every character that we got, and I think that that's the beauty of this, the PCA and this group and the Breakfast Club, of our group of friends that, it's cool. 
you know what That's I mean? Awesome. And we're all cool because we're just happy being us. It's not because we fit into any demographic or anything. And the, the one common thing that we all have is that we like to drive a Porsche. Like, seems very, again, very generic and not that, I don't know. People used to ask us all the time, and then I started saying it, so people finally stopped uh, asking. But I don't say it enough. Uh, Porsche life for us is kind of, um, or what, what is the Porsche life, people would just say? And it's like, um, for me personally, it's Porsche lovers who know there's more to life than Porsches. We still celebrate the Porsches. That's why we're all getting together and everything. But it's that has nothing to do with it. Being in the <laughs> mountains or being at Malibu or going to Topanga or all these things that it's opened up my like life to doing or driving to Monterey with a new friend that I just met. Like, yeah. Those things are so much cooler than the car. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like the car is it's great. I sit it's in it and I like to stare at it and like take, you know, pictures of the <laughs> steering wheel. Yeah. But that's not I'm not jerking off over my car like it's it's the new experience. Yeah. 100%. And driving it there yeah. and like it's, it's like the 996 discussion like I I don't think that the car specifically has anything to do with it. It's the experience that you get from driving it. So if you could have a oh the discussion with Magnus, just about anybody's the looks. discussion with that s- silly car, you know, like h- trying to downplay something that brings so much joy and can bring you s- like the most Disneyland experience, like you're ridiculous for having anything negative to say about that. Totally, you are the best. You are <laughs> the best. We're we're way late because I could keep talking to you. I mean, it's crazy. Um, do you have anything before? No, I just want to see you again. So come yeah, back. Yeah, we'll come back. I'm coming back. So I won't so see you tomorrow more. for Breakfast Club because you're going to be no, on I'm the road to Monterey. But uh, next week, hope to see yeah. you. Yeah. Hi to everybody up there. Yeah. yeah. Is there else. anything else for uh, – how do we hit you up? Sean Lindauer on Instagram. Yeah. Um, High Seas Tattoo Parlor on Instagram. Um, if you want to check out my old videos, it's YouTube.com slash Black Sean. Yeah. S-H-O-N. Uh, perfect. And, uh, and that's it, man. Thank you guys They're so very much funny. for having me. And I'm really glad to have made friends with you guys. Same. and. In all honesty, you guys were like the first people that kind of extended your hand to me, and it was really cool. So like, wow. Well, everybody, I've only been around for like a month, you know, in the in the environment, and I think that everybody's still kind of a little bit on edge. Like, the first time on Sunday was the first time that a lot of the dudes walked up to me and were like, I, I recognize you, you know, what's up, you know, and like said hi to me first, you know, and I cool. think everybody's still a little bit like, who's this kid? Well, especially with that group. We were yeah, with the old I'm, old timers on I that I know one. I'm like a little bit offensive. I'm always smoking and got a dog and like I'm not the most like easiest dude, but like uh If I recall you were smoking a blunt when I yeah. arrived, so I don't <laughs> think those guys care about that. Pro- no, I don't <laughs> But so uh, yeah, it's been a great it's been a great positive experience and I encourage anybody that's like on the fence about it to be involved. There's dude. good different groups of you awesome guys. It's red. Hell yeah. You're all right. And you too, Fajita. Yeah, Fajita. <laughs> all right, Sean Lindauer. Let's see. Mrs. Ryan, tomorrow we've got Breakfast, Breakfast Club. Club. Uh, n- I'm going to say this really quick just because... Nah, mm. One of the questions I get more than any other question, and I'm going to stop answering these PMs because I say it on the show all the time, is what time, what time is it? Newcombs opens at 9 o'clock. Get there whenever you want. It's that simple. Like we get there around nine. Some people do. Some it's people show up nine thirty, ten o'clock, ten thirty, ten forty-five. Go there. 
Yeah, and it's at your own pace. It's not a yeah. rally or anything like that. It's really a time for you to go get out in the mountains and s breathe some fresh air and see some nature and uh, you know avoid some pine cones. Get it's your fun. Meditate on. <laughs> don't don't forget to do the yeah. Porsche wave because you know Magnus might be out there. <laughs> He'll yeah. pull you over. All right, uh, we love all of you. See you tomorrow at Breakfast Club. Next week is uh, Late Show Twenty Five. More with that. Here we go. Sean, you're awesome. We love you. We Thanks love you, Fajita. Love you, Mrs. Ryan. Thank love you at home. See you later. <laughs>